This is Here After, and I'm your host, Megan Devine. Each week, we tackle big questions from nurses, therapists, and other professional helpers that let us explore how to show up after life goes horribly wrong. This is episode one, so we have to start with the obvious. Why do we need to talk about this stuff anyway? Who wants to talk about pain? A grief show sounds like an incredibly depressing thing to listen to, to be honest, and I do this for a living. To find out why it's so important and why you should care, stay tuned. We'll be right back after this first break. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get started, one quick note. While I hope you find a lot of useful information in our time together, this show is not a substitute for skilled support with a licensed mental health provider or for professional supervision related to your work. Hey friends. You know how whenever some terrible thing that affects a whole lot of people shows up in the news or on social media and somebody posts that quote from Mr. Rogers about looking for the helpers in hard times and everybody posts that thing. I know you've seen it. Well, what do you do when the helpers need help? Even outside of a single terrible event that sets off that Rogers meme, we're living in really hard times, which is an understatement. Everyone is going through something. Loss is everywhere. More than 700,000 people have died of COVID in the U.S. alone. People have lost jobs, livelihoods, relationships, their sense of self in the world. And of course, non-COVID deaths have kept happening too. Grief is everywhere. With everybody struggling, not only do we see that look for the helpers, not so terribly helpful meme all the time, but we also see post after post telling us how important mental health is, how we're supposed to focus on our mental health. Go get help, reach out, talk to somebody. The thing is that the people you're supposed to talk to are also going through all of everything. Therapists and other healthcare workers everywhere are overwhelmed, overworked, and under-resourced. Even the people accustomed to seeing a lot of human suffering have seen way more than they can handle. Side note here, as we get going, in case you're hearing all of this talk about how stressed out healthcare workers are and you're thinking, I am not going to bother anybody with my issues anymore since they're already so stressed out, don't tell yourself that. None of what we're talking about is to say that you shouldn't seek help with whatever you've got going on. I am pro-therapy. 
everybody should have good support from someone outside their family at all times. Good times, bad times, everything in between. And everyone should have someone in their corner at work to help them deal with on-the-job grief, too. It's just that we can't keep running articles and headlines about unfolding mental health crises and how much support everybody needs without also addressing the fact that the people who are supposed to address those needs can't do it all. Not like this. Not under this kind of stress and not with the skills they've been taught either. If you're a helper, it's your job to hold the pain of the world, at least your little part of the world. And now you have to do that under conditions you never signed up for and have no idea how to handle. You're seeing more pain and loss than ever before while juggling your own losses and stress. It's a lot. It was a lot before the pandemic. This shit isn't new. It's just more. We're not equipped to deal with grief in sustainable, truly helpful ways. The things we've been taught don't work when the people you love die. They don't work when you're handed a life-changing illness or injury. They don't even work when you're just trying to get through life with its small little annoyances. And they definitely don't work when underlying systems and structural limits create additional suffering the way they do in the healthcare industry. And even if the professional helpers did have the bandwidth to help, there's a shortage of therapists out there. Long waiting lists, insurance problems, therapists who bolt like a spooked deer when you bring up your long list of losses, or worse, they try to tell you you're grieving wrong. If you go looking for help, the odds are it's going to be tough to find what you're looking for. Sorry. I always feel like I need to apologize for my profession, right? Because it's, it's really tough out there, but that's, that's a subject for a different day. Look, I know this stuff is weird. We're talking about things that we don't really talk about out loud, how hard it is to be human, the reality that life goes sideways sometimes and things do go horribly wrong. The pros don't know how to handle this stuff, and if they don't know how to do it, none of us do. The reason why I hinted a little bit earlier that it really is important for you to listen to this stuff is that it matters in your life whether you're a pro or not a pro. Things are going to go wrong in your life. They're going to go wrong for the people you care about. Am I wrong? Don't panic. I don't mean that the sky is going to fall in on you. I just mean that everyday life showing up and being human is not always easy. We need to talk about the things that hurt so that in real emergencies, these kinds of conversations aren't new to us. There is a quote that was in my mind as I was coming into the studio today. It's E.E. Cummings wrote, Healing is to be sought in the blood of the wound itself. That's, that's a little bit gory. But I like that idea here that we have to dive into this stuff. We have to dive into the painful things if we have any hope of delivering the kind of support and care for each other that we really want to give. Again, that's true for the pros, and it's true for your everyday life. We're going to head back into the heavy stuff for a little bit, but I wanted to just acknowledge that for you right now. This is heavy, weird stuff we're talking about. And it's important that we stick with it. I want to read you a couple of things. So earlier this morning, I did a super informal poll, which just means that I posted a tweet asking some questions, asking anybody in the helping professions what they're wrestling with right now. This is what I heard. I've lost so many patients over the last two years. I've lost family members, too. I literally have nothing left in me to give anyone. Nothing That mental health crisis you've been talking about, it isn't looming for most of us. It's already here, and there's no end in sight. Someone else wrote, I am trying to be there for my clients, but I'm in this pandemic too. How do I deal with their grief while I'm trying to get through my own? It's not like I can lean on them the way they need to lean on me. The answer is I have to find ways to shut myself off. And then my particular favorite, because it's a little snarky. How can I tell people everything's going to be okay after what I see on the job every day? 
the advice I'm supposed to give people isn't going to do a damn thing for them, and it's not helping me deal with shit either. I've never felt so helpless, and I've been at this a really long time. Can you hear it? The helpers are struggling. I mean, can you hear it in me? It's hard out there. Even though they're supposed to help people in times of need, most therapists and medical pros aren't trained in acknowledging and supporting big, unfixable human things like grief. They're really good at setting bones and differential diagnoses, but grief, grief is sort of this amorphous cloud that all of us experience, but nobody really knows how to deal with. Everything that we've inherited, everything that we've been taught is you can't be sad for very long. (laughs) If something bad happens in your life from a stubbed toe to the death of your best friend, you're just supposed to buck up and get over it and move on as quickly as possible. Stages of grief, right? Go through those five, reach acceptance, and everything will be fine. Except that humans don't work that way. Grief isn't a pass-fail for the human heart. It's part of existence. It's part of being alive. And it's part of love. Grief no more needs a solution than love needs a solution. It doesn't need to be fixed. But like the rest of us, healthcare providers are encouraged to tell people who are grieving or who just received a tough diagnosis or got an outcome that they really didn't want. They're trained to tell people to focus on the positive, to be resilient, to practice gratitude, and to deliver that line that they all seem to say, if you experience symptoms of sadness or depression that last more than a few weeks, talk to your healthcare provider. Like, dude, you're my healthcare provider and I'm talking to you right now. (laughs) I guess no time like right now for a lot of people to realize that the things we usually do and say in the face of great pain just don't actually work. You can hear it in that last comment, right? From that ER doc. The things I'm supposed to say aren't going to help my patients and they're not doing anything for me either. Sorry. I know I promised you this show wasn't going to be super depressing to listen to and so far I'm not exactly delivering on that promise. Give me a minute though. On top of all the terrible stuff I just mentioned, I have just a tiny bit more bleak reality to get through and then I promise I'm going to make this better for you again. You stay with me. Be right back. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. 
comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome back. Glad you made it. One of the things that I get asked in interviews a lot these days is, has the pandemic made us better at grief? And you would think that as a grief educator and an advocate, I would say, yes, of course. With all of these shared experiences of losses, we got better at grief. But that's not actually true. I think that what the pandemic experience has done is made a lot more people realize that the platitudes and cheering people up and resilience and looking on the bright side and shaming people into feeling better with things like other people have it worse than you. I think we've realized that all of those things we've sort of traditionally said to people, a lot more people understand now that that stuff doesn't work. Cheering people up and trying to get them to feel better about the crappy things that happen in their lives, it doesn't work. You know, during the pandemic, people have lost so many things. Of course, we've got deaths. Some families have experienced more than one death in a family. We've got the crisis for healthcare workers that we've been talking about. We've also got things like the loss of normalcy, the loss of jobs, the loss of your sense of self in the world and your relationships. Everybody has lost something. And that means that everybody has kind of experienced what it feels like to be talked out of your pain or told it's not that bad or told that other people have it worse than you, and how dare you do this when X, Y, Z is happening on there. Man, the things that we say to each other when we think we're being helpful are really not helpful at all. But remember how I told you that all of this really isn't anything new? Historically speaking, we're actually pretty crap at dealing with grief. I'm a total grief history nerd, so you got to follow me down this little rabbit hole for a second. I study this stuff, so I know things like this. Humans have been avoiding and suppressing pain for eons. And if you look at the history of fallout from large-scale loss, like the 1918 flu epidemic in the U.S. or the Blitz of London, two big losses that touched a huge percentage of the population, the official government or public health response back then was to sweep it under the rug. Don't talk about it. Look towards the future, the great and glorious future, and get back to work and keep calm and carry on and pretend as if none of this ever happened. And that approach basically created generations of people who keep all of their pain bottled up in order to go about the business of life and present this facade that everything is just fine. That pain doesn't stay down, though, does it? It comes out sideways. So many things we identify as public health issues are a direct result of trying to pretend that what hurts doesn't hurt. Suicidality, depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation, drug addiction, loneliness, interpersonal violence, domestic violence, all of those things have grief at their core. Now, you can see this in colonized people as well, right? High rates of addiction in Native communities can easily be traced back to generations of loss and suffering. Pain will always find a way to speak. 
we're not that good at talking about pain. From the pros right down to your cousin Martha who's trying ever so hard to be helpful, we think the right thing to do is to get someone out of their grief or their pain as soon as possible. We think good mental health means horrible things don't affect you. Or if they do, it's just for a second and then you move right along. If you're visibly affected by the loss you see around you, if you're a pro, your professionalism is called into question. You're not supposed to be affected by losses on the job. Little side note here from inside the industry, it is still cause for professional concern if your doctors or your nurses show any emotion at the bedside. Now, that is not true in every single hospital. Don't at me. But that is still something deeply embedded in the medical industry culture that you should be better at this. This is your job and you see it all the time. And if you start to crack, if your humanness shows through, then we're worried about your capacity to do your job. Friends, if that's how we treat grief in the workplace, in the medical fields, no wonder the medical professions have some of the highest rates of suicidality and drug addiction. There is a big problem with how we talk about grief and what is allowed in the workplace. So anyway, if you are visibly affected by the loss you see around you as a pro, your professionalism is often called into question. And if you're not a pro and you're not getting better really fast, maybe you should talk to someone. Not us, obviously. I mean, we don't have time for this, but you got to talk to someone. (laughs) Everybody's carrying unspoken grief, mostly because there's nowhere to talk about it. I promised you better news. And here it is. When we let this stuff in, when we face up to the realities of emotional pain, when we're accepting and honest and practical and informed, we can change the conversations we have around loss. We can improve the kinds of advice we give each other, change the actions we take. We can create systems and protocols that help keep us afloat in hard times without sending more problems downstream for other family members to deal with. Doing this stuff together, we can make the world a kinder place for all of us to survive in. I mean, it's what we all want, right? We want to feel loved and supported when shit goes sideways in our own lives, and we want to know that the support we're giving, whether that's to friends or family members or clients or patients, we want to know that that support is truly supportive and that the work we do makes an actual difference. The way to make the world a kinder, better place for grieving people, and that's everybody, is to help the helpers learn better skills on the job, off the job, and in our lives. And it means educating people on better ways to show up for themselves and for others. And I know we're in the cheer you up part of the show, but sorry, getting to that world means we have to talk about pain. Talking about pain is just another way of talking about being human. It's not depressing. It's real. What's depressing is facing the weight of the world and feeling like there's not a damn thing you can do to make things better. (laughs) Depresses me. What's depressing is showing up to work knowing that nothing you do is going to stop that flood of pain and suffering showing up at your doorstep, and there's no time to even register the last loss before the next one comes in. What's depressing is looking at the loss that just showed up in your friend's life and feeling utterly helpless and out of your depth. What is not depressing is agency. What is not depressing is finding a place where you can tell the truth about how hard it is to be here sometimes, where you feel safe enough to ask the questions you most need answered where you learn how to deal with grief, loss, stress, and all the ways that life goes horribly wrong. Because it does. Life goes wrong all the time. To completely twist Mr. Rogers, in hard times, you can't keep looking for the helpers. Sometimes you are the help. And if you're going to take that on, 
we need to come up alongside you and help you learn what you need to know. We only get that world we all want by showing up and talking it out. I mentioned before that this stuff feels really scary and awkward and terrifying for a lot of people, so why should you listen to me? (laughs) If we're going to go someplace that you really don't want to go, you should probably know who you're traveling with. So I've been a therapist for a little bit over 20 years. Before I was a therapist, I worked in social justice. I did domestic violence work and hospice work, so I have been in the trenches of being human for quite a while. In my professional life, I worked with a lot of trauma. I actually worked with a lot of physicians who came into my practice to have a place to talk about the things that they saw on the job that they didn't feel like they could talk about anywhere else. In a lot of ways, I was the therapist's therapist. I'd been doing it for such a long time that I got kind of tired of sitting there and listening to pain. Like, I am with you in this, everybody. Pain is a lot to listen to day after day after day after day. So I wanted to take a break. And as I spoke with my partner about it, he decided that he was going to take over financial support of our family so that I could close my practice and take a break and just wonder about what was coming next. I never got a chance to do that, though, because two days after that conversation, Matt died in an accident. I closed my practice. I never wanted to talk about this shit again. Even with everything that I knew as a darn good therapist, everything that I thought I knew completely evaporated the day that he died. I wanted to go back to all of my clients and apologize for being so bad at this. Little side note on this one. I did actually go back and talk to my clients to check out how bad or not bad I was. And they all gave me really great validation and reflection that I was very good at my job even then. But the the thing that really stuck with me is the ways that I was trained to show up for people in pain. Sometimes those tools were great. There are some things in life that do really well with (laughs) enforced optimism, right, or gratitude or changing your thoughts. The tools that we learn as clinicians and as providers have really, really good applications, but they do not work for every part of human life. They don't. And the things that people said to me in the days and weeks and months after Matt died, mostly well-intentioned. Some people are just jerks. We're not going to talk about them. But the well-intentioned things that people said to me felt so cruel. The night of Matt's funeral, somebody came up to me and said, you're so young and so pretty. My biggest hope is that you'll get married again really soon and get back out there into life. He'd been dead for two days. He was 39. We say the weirdest shit to each other. Back then, nobody really talked about pain. It's weird to think about, but even back then, so we're talking 2009, sort of internet dark ages here, but even blogs weren't quite a thing yet. They were starting, but they weren't really a thing. So going out there and looking for grief support, most of what I found assumed that I was in my 90s because nobody's partners die in their 30s, or it assumed that I had a very specific religious foundation, which didn't work for me. There were very, very few places where people were telling the actual truth about their lives. I came back into this work because I didn't want more people to enter into the world of grief or hardship or struggle and find the things that I found. I want you all, when life goes sideways, to have skilled care around you in the whole range, from the first responders to the doctors to the specialists to the nurses to the hospice workers to the person at the gas station when you stop to get gas on the way to the funeral. I want everybody knowing that there's nothing wrong with you for being in pain when life goes sideways. I want you to have skilled 
hands to hold you up. We can't stop life from going horribly wrong. It's going to do what it's going to do. We got to talk about that. We can't keep ignoring the reality of being alive. If what we want is a world where there is kindness and support for us in our times of need, then we need to start practicing these tools that feel really scary and having conversations that feel awkward and weird. But we can do this. Talking about this stuff is actually the way forward. I mean, look at it like this, like not talking about this stuff is really awkward. It's the elephant in the room, right? What are you supposed to say to your sister who just lost their baby? What are you supposed to say to that relative that you see in the holiday season and you know something bad happened, but you're not sure if you should bring it up? Not talking about it is awkward. Talking about it is also awkward. If awkward is non-negotiable, then let's choose the path of awkward that has the best chance of leading to something awesome. Relationships and care for each other that actually feels good in a really terrible time. We can't take somebody's pain away from them, but we can make their suffering much, much reduced if we show up with some skills and some awkwardness. And that's what we're going to do here together. We're going to take your questions about how you show up, whether that's on the job as a healthcare provider or a therapist, or it's as somebody who's trying to be a good friend going through something terrible. We're going to talk about all that stuff together because the more you talk about it, the easier it gets. I know it feels weird. I will never ask you to do anything that I have not done myself. It's going to be fun and weird. Stay tuned after the break for things you can do to start practicing this whole showing up for pain thing and learn how you can submit your questions for me to answer next week. Don't miss that part, friends. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if you... no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... 
We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each week, I'm going to leave you with some questions to carry with you until we meet again. It's part of that whole, this stuff gets easier with practice thing. I want you to practice. This week, we're going to start out simple. Just some questions for reflection. If you're in the helping professions, what have you noticed about your capacity to keep going? What things feel the most daunting? Where would you like some help? Okay, that's three questions, but you can handle it. If you're not in the helping professions, I think the same things apply. We're all going through such hard times right now and trying to show up for the people we care about with very little capacity. So, if you're trying to be a good friend, what have you noticed about your capacity to keep going? What things feel the most daunting? And where would you like some help? There's no one right answer to these things, but sometimes asking yourself the questions can ease the pressure on you just a little bit. It seems weird, but try it out. Want to submit your question for me to possibly address on air? This show is nothing without your questions. It's, it's literally a Q&A show. You can ask me anything you'd like. Bring me your clinical questions, your frustrations about work, the things that scare you. Ask me how to handle that one thing that always leaves you feeling like a deer in the headlights and you really need a script for it. Let's talk it out. Call us at 323-643-3768 and leave a voicemail. If you missed that number, don't worry. You can find the number in the show notes or you can visit megandevine.co. If you'd rather send an email, you can do that too, right on the website, megandevine.co. We want to hear from you. This show and this world needs your questions. Together, we can make things better, even when we can't make them right. You know how most people are going to scan through the show description here and think, I don't want to talk about that stuff. Here's where you come in. Your reviews let people know it really isn't all that bad in here. We talk about heavy stuff, but it's in the service of making things better for everyone. So everyone needs to listen. Spread the word in your workplace, in your social world, on social media, and click through to leave a review. Subscribe to the show, download episodes, and send in your questions. Want more here after? Grief education doesn't just belong to end-of-life issues. Life is full of losses from everyday disappointments to events that clearly divide life into before and after. Learning how to talk about that without cliches or platitudes or simplistic think positive workplace posters, that's an important skill for everyone. Find trainings, workshops, books, and resources for every human trying to make their way in the world after something goes horribly wrong at megandevine.co. Hereafter is written and produced by me, Megan Devine. Executive producer is Amy Brown. Co-producers, Kimberly Cowan, Tanya Yuhas, and Elizabeth Fazio. Edited by Houston Tilly, with music provided by Wavecrush. I imagine some, like, goofy little... Goofy is the wrong word, but, like, my kind of goofy, like, some sort of outtake or, like, the best comment from... Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not really describing it, but, like, something... It's not a scripted tagline close. It's more of it's going to end with something silly. <laughs> right, I can say something like, "Seriously, friends, this is my daily life." Yes, welcome to my brain. And I start crying, and then I start hysterically laughing. <laughs> I am totally fine with that. Yeah. So that's fun. Um, 
I don't know how uh, completely unclear that is for Houston. Uh, find something weird and make it the closing clip. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 